White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading platforms and institutions for contemporary art. Visit us online at whitehotmagazine.com and follow us on social media. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Chella Mann. I am an artist and mentor at the Silver Arts Projects in the World Trade Center in New York, and I'm here with... Um, Susan, hi, I'm Susan Chen. I am an artist and oil painter. I am one of the artists in residence at Silver Art Projects this year. Um, and very lucky to have Shella as my mentor. I'm very lucky to have you as a resident. And we are here for White Hot Magazine's Art World podcast with Paul Becker. I think that we're going to jump right into a few questions that we have for each other. Are you ready, Susan? Yeah. So to begin, I wanted to ask you, could you describe your work a little bit and what mediums you tend to work in? Yes. So currently, well, since my time here at Silver Arts, I have been making these uh, sort of large group portrait oil paintings. Um, And for me, um, I'm really curious about like how communities are coming together, um, what drives and motivates uh, individuals and collectives. And I think part of it also has to do with like, you know, being in a pandemic, we're all like, we were all like isolated and alone, but somehow we all like sort of still came together through like the internet and like other methods. Um, And also there's like, you know, in the aftermath of like the Me Too movement and George Floyd, and also just like living with climate anxiety, like the idea of like people coming together is like, and how that works like jigsaw puzzle wise is like very fascinating to me um and what about you because I feel like you are like a multi-swiss ninja uh like a multi-swiss knife you know ninja you do everything like from performance to like paintings to videos modeling like yeah what about you well well thank you so much first of all for that amazing um identity of the ninja I I wanted to actually pause and go back to what you said about community for a second I think it would be beneficial if we gave a little visual description um I usually like to do that for podcasts in case anyone listening is blind or has low vision but I also think of course it would provide context for like everyone just to know a little bit more about our identities and who we are so for example um right now I'm sitting in my studio and I'm in a gray baggy sweatshirt. I'm half Chinese, half Jewish, and I have the Star of David necklace around my neck. Um, I also, just for anyone listening, I also identify deaf, transmasculine, non-binary, and yes, so I, I wanted to give a little background because I think we're gonna talk a lot about community. Do you wanna give a little visual description for you? Yeah, sure. Um... I am, um, I guess, an Asian American uh, female um, painter. I am currently wearing a white t-shirt. However, I actually wear the same outfit pretty much every day (laughs) to the studio. (laughs) I was reading something about how like Steve Jobs, okay, he's like not the best example, but he would like always wear the same black turtleneck. And I think it just takes out the thinking of what you wear in the morning. So anyway, I guess for me, it was a white t-shirt. However, it's actually the most stupid color to wear to the studio because it will get dirty. Um, 
And yes, talking about character. Yes, um, talking about community. Um, maybe like, what is your definition? Mine sort of keeps changing. I think that's true for like every definition ever in the world that everyone's definition continues to change. For me, community is someone that I feel like understands me in a way where I don't have to expend my energy to explain things that are just um, a given for me. So many different ways that I felt other throughout my life. I often feel like when other people have ex similar experiences facing discrimination or with you know, that feeling of otherness, there's a lot that just doesn't need to be explained to an extent in those spaces of just all these people who have experience with otherness coming together. So I often feel community when I don't have to explain certain things about just my experiences in general. And that could mean that they match my identities on paper, or that could just mean that they have gone through similar human emotions as me and have learned all the same lessons that way. What is what about you? What does community mean to you? Um, no, I think what you said is like a really beautiful way of putting it. Like the first thing that came to my mind, also just like being asked this really big question, it was also just like, you, you feel like you're in a safe space, you know? Um, and like, even if, um, for example, in these paint, like this group painting I'm making, a lot of times like people, like have or like last year I did this whole series of like you know I made like these paintings of like Asian Americans from across the country sort of surveying like how they were feeling about these like rise in hate crimes that were happening and everyone had like completely sort of I don't know everyone had their own opinions their own views like some people had like very different views and like people were being affected differently but I think it's like when you are listening to these like various like, even if you don't totally agree with someone else, you, but you come to a place where, like, there's, like, you're in a safe space and you, like, understand each other. And in that sense, I guess, community, I don't know, I relate it to that in that you found this place where you're, like, able to understand. Or maybe it's, like, a place where, like, empathy happens. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I guess... In that sense, community and empathy, in my mind, are like two, um, they're very like intertwined. Absolutely. I think that is very prevalent in your work as well, like highlighting all of those different people. Your work like directly deals with your ideas about home, but I feel like that is inextricable from what community is, you know, in a way community is home. Yes, yes. And people are always looking, I don't know, sometimes people look for that from the outside, but in the end, it's all within you. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I think that's so important. I've been learning a lot about that, you know, healing and self-love and making a home within yourself. I completely agree. That's so important to do that first and foremost. Want to move on to more questions? Yes. So there was a lot. There was a lot there. There's so much to talk about, of course. What are some of your recent exhibitions or projects that you're currently working on? Um, well, right now I am in the middle of making this 
painting of Chinatown block watch. I don't know if you've heard of them, but there have been sort of like these patrol groups that have sort of popped up um, in various Chinatowns across the country during the pandemic. Um, also related to the rise in hate crimes where just like, you know, local sort of volunteers have found a way to like get together and they like walk around the neighborhood, they check in on their neighbors. Um, sometimes in these uh, Chinatown neighborhoods, like people don't necessarily speak very like the best English. So maybe they'd feel uncomfortable going to a police. Um, and so just having like neighbors check in on you is kind of a really, I don't know, wholesome situation. So yeah, I've been making this painting. It's been great. Chinatown's only like 15 minutes away. And I did apply to Silver Arts to uh, work with um, Chinatown because they're so close. So, um, but yeah, these sitters have been able to come in um, and uh, we talk about, for example, there's a big mega jail that's going to be built soon. We sort of talk about various viewpoints on that. Um, and then, yeah, the oil painting is like coming together. Um, the next painting I'm making is of artists at Silver Arts, so I'm excited for that. Um, and uh, yes, it's, it always feels like a mini short film. I mean, like, you know, it's like a mini movie because there's a lot of like a lot of people, there's a lot of admin, there's a lot of like moving parts and scheduling, um, but it keeps, I don't know, that's one of the fun parts of being an artist. Um, and, and what about, I know you just had a big performance this weekend um, in New York. And um, I wondered if you wanted to talk a little bit about that or how did, how did that go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I also just wanted to say that sounds so beautiful and I'm so excited to see like all the photos, I think, Oh, all the photos, all the paintings. And I've also been wanting to connect more to my um, Chinese identity and being so close to Chinatown during these past nine months has definitely catalyzed that a little bit. So I, I would love to talk to you more about that in the future. But um, for now, in terms of my performance, that was actually exactly a week ago at Performance Space New York. And I, as a trans masculine individual, was exploring the possibility of biological pregnancy and what that would do to my body, how I would deal with gender dysphoria then. If I even wanted it, it was titled, Is It Worth It? And that was essentially the you know, thesis of the entire performance. Is it worth it and what would it do to my body? It was a very, very intimate and vulnerable piece to conduct in front of so many people. The the show was sold out, which was incredible and overwhelming and beautiful to have that many people watching me basically, you know, take off these stereotypical masculine clothes one by one, which I viewed as paternity, like fatherhood. And as I took them off, I was holding them up which I saw more as nurturement and motherhood, essentially, the way that moms treat fabric and material and clothing with care. So it was like this oscillation between taking things off, or sorry, um, wearing very stereotypical masculine clothes and also taking them off and just trying to decide, what does that mean to me, you know, to be a parent, to be a mother, to be a father, just to be a parent without gender, 
whatsoever, just meditating on that. Um, and then when I got to the last layer, you see I'm wearing a pregnancy belly, a fake pregnancy belly to kind of test out what does that feel like on my body? How did the clothes fall on my body? Is this something that feels comfortable for me? Um, when I got to the very bottom of that, I also took off the belly and then conducted my testosterone shot in front of the audience, which is something I would really also have to think about because in order for me to become pregnant in that way, intentionally, I would have to stop my testosterone shots, which would change, you know, my body very distinctly. And so that was the performance overall. There's, I'm going to be sharing actually a link to make sure that it's accessible for anyone who couldn't attend in person for whatever reason. But it was, it was beautiful. I mean, thank you for asking. It was, I think to this day, even seven days later, I'm still processing a little bit, but I did reach a lot of clarity. I definitely felt gender dysphoria, but I also just felt a lot of, a lot of hope because the reactions to the performance were so welcoming and I wasn't sure how society in general reacts to what people perceive to be as men, like stereotypically masculine individuals getting pregnant. I wasn't sure how that would be, how safe that would be essentially, but it felt like a very safe space overall, which left me feeling very hopeful. Yeah, no, I, well, I feel really lucky I got to see, I know I couldn't see in person, but I feel I'm really grateful that you shared the video with me. Um, and when I was watching it, I did actually get kind of teary because I think you're sort of like, these are things maybe that people like write about in their diary um, and things that like maybe never get shared with the world. And you've managed to sort of like put yourself out there, um, especially in like a big audience, like with something like extremely vulnerable. And I think we are, I mean, we live in a world where it's very much like, I don't know, they make you check boxes. Like, you know, uh, it's very like people like really love the idea of like black and white. And like, if you kind of don't fit into like one or the other, like there's, you're like in this gray zone. And I think people freak out when you're in the gray zone. Um, and Absolutely. I also feel like, you know, I don't know, just society in general, like, especially with like past religions and I might get in trouble for saying this, but there's so much like, of like saying no, and like, you're not allowed to be who you are. There's a lot of like, there's just like a lot of like, no. And I think we're living in a time where, you know, we're like saying yes, you know, like, be who you really want to be and maybe that also comes with like the world population being the largest it's ever been um and this like like I don't know life is too short to I don't know not be you in a way but um I think being an artist like you're more aware of that um and um sometimes when you're not and I say this because I remember like working in a corporate job, it is easy to just kind of, I don't know, it's just easier to fit in those boxes, you know? It's um, definitely the main framework that we have, but I think we're realizing more and more that binaries aren't the only choice. Like you're talking about this gray space. I always name that gray space as the continuum, like the space in between everything. And more and more, like, I believe it's always existed, but like you're saying, you know, you were saying, I feel like we're choosing to say yes. 
more now, I think it's also just technology, you know, the ability right. to be our own voice and not wait for like the three main TV productions or like the three main magazines to post about this. Like we yes. have the ability with social media to create our own representation and we're all doing that all the time. Like even just posting a selfie or something, that's part mm-hmm. of us and our story. So we're seeing more diversity than, than ever because we don't have to wait around for it necessarily. And we don't have to, you know, wait to be uplifted by the dominant identities. We just create that ourselves. So it's so totally. beautiful. Yeah. And there's something else that you had mentioned, and it was about you being nervous, like a sense of fear about um, how people would react. And something that I think is really cool or special about silver art is that also just like this theme of like social justice and activism for our year. It's like really interesting to be surrounded by other artists who are working in sort of these subject matters that are very personal. And I think also comes with the baggage of like taking these risks, for example, like, you know, running into legal or having to take on like legal issues or like um, things that like might get you in trouble, like, cause you're, you know, sort of crossing the boundaries and of course, there's also a lot of art out there that, for example, you know, you don't have to deal with ethics and you don't have to deal with like legals. And um, I think in that sense, it's been cool to like meet other artists who are working in things that are a little more challenging because um, then you sort of like realize you're not alone or you can like pick at someone else's brain to be like, how are they dealing with this? Um, so that's been really cool. I so agree. I, I truly do feel like it's been a dream come true to be here. I think all I've ever wanted is to be surrounded by artists who identify like BIPOC, or queer, or disabled, and that's very much this. And I think it just like catalyzes all of our creativity even more because we feel safe. It's really beautiful. I. I realize that we are almost up with our time but I feel like we have so many we could talk all day but I want to ask you before we have to wrap up do you have anything coming up or anything we should know about where can we find your work yes I am in a group show this summer at the Aldridge Museum um and congratulations thank you um and also a group show at Jeffrey Deitch uh, where they're featuring, I believe, like a group of like Asian, Asian American women. So that'll be really interesting because I don't think I've ever seen a show like that. So I'm excited for that. Um, and what about you? Well, that's amazing. I'm going to definitely be attending that show. Um, congratulations. Uh, for me, I have a show up right now at the Oculus in the World Trade Center at the New York City Culture Club. It's the group show. You should definitely come by and check that out. It's actually right below us, so it's very easy to see from our studios. Um, This summer, I'm curating a show for 1969 Gallery, and it will be all disabled artists, and the theme is pure joy because we are often asked to make work about our trauma, and I believe, no, I don't believe, we are often tokenized so I 
wanted this show just to be about pure joy and however disabled artists translate that translates that um so that opens june 30th and this summer i will also be doing a performance with the Leslie Wilman Gallery, which more details to come. So keep your eyes and ears out for that. No, that's really wonderful. I'm really excited. And 1969 is a really great gallery. I'm excited. Um, and also, I think with disability, you know, there are like limitations, especially when it comes to art making. Um, and so I think you're providing a really powerful platform um, that, you know, I think there is, an, you know, a lack of um, celebrating um, these artists. So I'm really proud of you. Um, I did want to ask you how, how's it like being a mentor um, in the program? Uh, because you are also just like working alongside us. And I think also maybe the most accessible mentor in a way. Um, and there's something really nice about that, that, you know, you're like sort of like a peer at the same time. <laughs> I'm so glad that way. Yes, I, I mean, it's a it's but I think a it would be a totally like... different experience if, like, that were not the case hmm. for us. Hmm. I appreciate that. I, I mean, it's an honor to be working alongside all of you. I mean, I look up to and admire every single one of you. I don't, I feel like I'm learning just as much from all of you. So, I mean, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm just incredibly grateful, like literally overwhelmed by gratitude every day that I get to be here. Not only is it like such a stunning space, but the people are so welcoming and sweet. And I'm, I just feel like we're all supporting each other and definitely creating a home and community in that sense. But it's a dream. I mean, how is it for you to be a resident? Yeah, I also extremely grateful every day. Also a bit surreal that you see the sunset every day from our studios. So um, true. I have to say something that I am sort of like, <sighs> baffled is a wrong word, but um, because we do see the, um, the pr previous Twin Tower memorials outside our spaces, it, there is like an intensity to that. But I think it comes from like, we're in this, building and like knowing that like all these sort of all these like beautiful buildings happened in the aftermath of that and being in this position and sort of seeing how like so many things can come out of like nothing or like a time of, of war or like extreme like despair um I don't know it just kind of like puts you into like sort of like perspective like I don't know, not like severe perspective, but like, there's really like not, like you can't, there's nothing really to be like afraid of, if that makes sense. It's like, you can build anything from nothing. And I think that's something that I do think about like every week because like we're in that space and we like, we get reminded so much, just like no. subconsciously. I, I completely agree with you. I feel like the outside memorial very much mirrors exactly what we're doing in our studios building something from nothing I, like especially with our backgrounds as marginalized individuals there's so much erasure erasure and destruction that we've all experienced and in our studios we're building something from it you know so i think it's just like that's what art is building something from nothing at least that's how i define it 
And so like to have the memorial outside, it's just a larger like amplification of just everything that we're all doing in our studios. Yes, yes, amplification. That is, yes, totally. Um, yeah, well, this is a great conversation. <laughs> I'm gonna this come was a great find you later. I also wanted to like talk to you more about your psychological paintings, but um, maybe that will have to be on a different podcast or part two. Part two, let's do it again. You know I'm down. Great. Okay, well, thank you so much for having <laughs> us. <laughs> thank you for having I'm, I'm, us. <laughs> I'm sure I'll see you very soon, Susan.